Here's everything you need to know for this Aloha Tuesday. It's KHON to go. Weather, Kelly Simek. Aloha, everybody. Good morning and happy Tuesday. Beautiful conditions coming through right now. A lot of sunshine, blue skies. Very similar forecast to what we were tracking for your 4th of July weekend. Although our trade winds not going to be quite as strong as what we were looking at the last couple of days. Still here, though, that area of high pressure is to the northeast of the state, and that's what's generating us a really solid trade wind flow. We have another high that'll be building in from the northwest, so trade's not going anywhere anytime soon. But they are going to ease off slightly, and even what we're going to see today a little bit weaker than what we were tracking the last couple of days. Instead of those winds to 25 miles an hour, today they're blowing to 20. So still strong enough to keep humidity levels low and push us a few trade showers, but not quite as blustery as what we've been tracking. Now those winds will be about up to about 20 miles an hour through tomorrow, and then they'll be easing off on Thursday. Wednesday and or Thursday into Friday, we'll be seeing those winds a little bit weaker. Might even see a land breeze, sea breeze pattern take over, and it's going to be feeling warmer on those days. So enjoy today and tomorrow while we have it. Again, along with our trade winds come a few trade showers. So a few spotty ones coming through mainly for the windward sections. With the winds a little bit weaker, likely not going to see as many spill leeward from time to time for today. So the partly to mostly sunny skies, as well as some light passing showers, still the theme once again. And future satellite and radar shows that continuing with us as well. Luckily, in the upper atmosphere, very dry, stable conditions coming through. So even for the showers that we will see, and again, we do need them as we're heading into the dry months, love any rainfall that we can get for our islands. But nothing's going to be heavy or widespread thanks to the stability that we have in the atmosphere. You can see, though, along with our trade winds, we will see a few of those trade showers get pushed on shore from time to time. It's going to be a warm one. State forecast high of 90 degrees. So once again, those warm temps getting up there here in town going to be reaching the upper 80s. Again, luckily, our trade winds are here. But regardless, with temps that high, you're likely feeling the heat regardless. So do make sure you're staying hydrated out there. But a beautiful week ahead. Great for heading out to the ocean. Let's send it on out now to Surf News Network's Betty DiPolito, who has all you need to know for the surf today. Hey, good morning, Bonsai Betty. Hi, Kelly. Good morning. Yes, yes, everybody get the sunblock on, that's for sure. We've got a south swell pumping in town. It's about four feet. Occasional sets coming through, real inconsistent. It's a storm down by New Zealand, so it takes a while for those bigger sets, but there are still some bombs coming in and good conditions. Sandy Beach checking in about four also with some five-footers there. Makapu'u's in the one to three-foot range, uh, picking up a little bit of an east flow. Out in the country, a little northwest and north-northeast mixture, but it's really a small one-foot, maybe some twos, good for learning how to surf anyway. And Makaha's reeling in that south direction with the west also in the two to four-foot range. Other spots on the west side much bigger, so check around. We've got trades 15 to 20 today, so they'll crank up later on in the morning. Low tide 7 a.m. at zero tenths. High tide's about 240, 2.1 uh, feet, and Sun Palhana time 718, rising around 556. Officials investigate an overnight fire in West Oahu that has left a woman dead. Dallas Ontiveros rejoins us live from Waianae with the very latest. Dallas. 
Good morning, Christine Ross. And yes, the investigation is still ongoing here at Mamona Place here in the Waianae area. And we're following up on this house fire that took place just before 1 o'clock this morning, where a 66 year old woman has died. And according to HFD, 11 units responded to this incident overnight. And what we know about the incident itself, it was just filled with heavy smoke and flames torching all sides of this single story home. Now, witnesses say there was a woman in her 60s inside the home at the time of the fire. And once it was safe to go inside, firefighters did rescue that woman who was found unresponsive, and CPR went into effect immediately. Now, earlier I did meet up with the investigators at the scene, and they did confirm with me that that woman did not survive. And a 17-year-old boy who was a neighbor here at the scene, he was also treated for suffering heavy smoke inhalation, but he was not transported to the hospital. So the cause of the fire is still unknown at this time. Um, we do not know if any working smoke smoke alarms were inside the home at this time either. But HFD definitely wants to remind everyone to make sure that you have those alarms on and powered on for any incident that could happen like this in the future. Here is today's Need to Know. Later this morning, President Biden will update his vaccination plans for the country. It comes as his original goal of hitting at least 70% by the holiday weekend fell short. More than 138,000 people flew to Hawaii in the days leading up to the 4th of July. That number is expected to increase this week. On Thursday, vaccinated mainland travelers will be able to bypass quarantine and a pre-travel COVID test. Investigators continue to scan the ocean floor to find the black boxes from last week Friday's cargo plane crash off Kalailoa. Federal investigators recovered some of the debris from Transair 810 over the weekend. And Honolulu police need your help finding Darian French Santos. He's wanted in connection with an early morning burglary of an IAEA home. If you see him, please call Crime Stoppers at 955-8300. Flights are getting back on track after a record weekend of travelers, some having to deal with flight delays and cancellations. If you're traveling, don't forget to check with your airline for any disruptions. Animal shelters across the state are still anticipating more lost pets following the holiday weekend. If you lost a pet, log on to k22.com for details on how to file a lost pet report. A new leader has taken the reins at HSTA. Osa Tui is now the union president. He's been the negotiations chairperson for the union, president of the Honolulu chapter, and vice president for the past three years. And it's National Fried Chicken Day. Check out your favorite spots to see if they've got any deals to help you celebrate the big day. From the state's vaccination race to Thursday's lifting of more restrictions, we got a lot to talk about this morning. So let's get right to it with the Lieutenant Governor and the state's COVID-19 liaison, Dr. Josh Green. Can mainland visitors already upload their vaccination cards? And how are the airports anticipating the increase in visitors? Well, they anticipate a lot of front-end clearance. The airlines have been doing a good job, some better than others, but they've been able to clear a lot of people, give people a little... Uh, wristbands so that they know that they're cleared. Uh, we anticipate shorter lines once people are smoothly using their vaccination cards because otherwise it can be a little bit clunky. So hopefully this will actually make it easier. But we had well over 100,000 visitors over the 4th of July weekend. And as you know, they had to still use their tests. So uh, I'm hopeful that this will streamline things. 
it is the safest way uh, to have people travel. Having people travel vaccinated means that they're essentially immune and they won't spread COVID. Any tips for travelers? Because you're going to have this new batch of mainland visitors that can bypass quarantine as well as the local travelers that still want to get to the outer islands and go to the mainland as well. Well, a couple things to remember. Definitely, if you have a child that's not vaccinated, like you have a 10-year-old like we do, they're still going to have to be tested if they're flying in from the mainland. So people are going to have to go through the process of safe travels. That's important to remember. We don't want people to think, oh, darn, I forgot. I got vaccinated. I used my vaccination cards, but I didn't get my child cleared because that will leave the family in limbo. Otherwise, it should be pretty seamless. It's been nice to not have any restrictions or requirements for inter-island travel for some time now. That was a godsend. But I would just say this. People, like all of our process, are going to get used to it. It will take a little time. But I think overall, this is where we wanted to land, which is if people are vaccinated, they travel smoothly. Now, restaurants are having issues with long lines and overcrowding, and they've been pushing to reduce the social distancing from six feet to three, which would allow them to fit in more tables and serve more customers. Is there anything in the works or any discussions to help them out? Well, the main thing that's been discussed is uh, the governor's thre uh, standard or threshold at 70% when we reduce all restrictions to nothing. From my perspective, if people are vaccinated, I'm not too worried about them being in closer quarters. If they're vaccinated, they're safe. Even indoors, you're safe if you're vaccinated. But don't take anything for granted. Uh, still be as careful as you can. I am looking forward to dropping the restrictions on restaurants, though, because I don't think that's been our primary problem. What do you think is our primary problem? I think our primary problem is pockets of the country that are refusing to get vaccinated. So you're going to see outbreaks in rural areas where the vaccination rate's under 50%. And that does create quite a, you know, a concern because the Delta variant's going to spread into those populations and seed itself. We have some of those ourselves uh, in our most rural areas where vaccination resistance remains. We're going to see outbreaks in deep into the fall and winter, even though we'll in general be safe. So what I would just say is we need to get that last, you know, 10% of our population vaccinated. So our problem is a little bit of stubbornness. The next question coming from Karen Curie. She says, I'm hesitating to vaccinate my 12-year-old daughter because of reports citing future fertility issues. Any truth to this? I'm more hesitant for my 5-year-old daughter should it get approved. Uh, no, no truth at all. No reason to believe it will affect our germ cells. That's the fertility cells that we have in our body. And we had our 14-year-old Maya vaccinated without concern. We would never do that if we had that uh, consideration. So I think it's safe. I think we will see the age 5 to 11 category approved sometime around September 1st. And we should all talk to our pediatricians to get best input. But all signs suggest that it's safe. Jiro Takeshi is asking, why isn't anyone pushing COVID testing? Being vaccinated doesn't make you invulnerable to COVID, just makes the symptoms less. That shouldn't mean people stop getting tested, right? Well, the vaccinations are very protective. Over 90% uh, reduction in catching COVID if you're fully vaccinated with two shots from Pfizer or Moderna and well over 70% it looks like with just one shot of Johnson & Johnson. Of course, if you happen to be unlucky and have symptoms and think you caught COVID, absolutely get tested. We still test three to 5,000 people a day, although there's just a lot less disease in, in the community. That's why the tests have been gradually declining. Tests will still be valuable, especially when we get to flu season, because when people get the flu, they're going to think they had COVID, when really we'll need to distinguish between the two. 
And the final question coming from JJ Cam. JJ is asking, why aren't we fully opened already? If people haven't gotten the vaccine by now, they probably didn't plan on getting it anyway. So why not open up everything? That is the uh, $64,000 question. So I appreciate what JJ said. That's correct. About three quarters of all eligible Hawaii residents, actually it's 73.5%, have at least initiated their vaccination. So that tells you that we're getting to the point where people after seven, eight, nine months just have chosen not to get vaccinated. I think we're coming to a point quickly where we will have to open up and people will have to take personal responsibility if they didn't get vaccinated. I would hope everyone gets vaccinated because it decreases the severity of illness at any rate, and I don't want to see anyone die from this disease. So we could see that happen quickly in terms of opening everything up? Uh, you know, as we get to the August 8th uh, removal of the emergency proclamation, the governor will have to uh, soul search on whether or not he wants to keep restrictions in place at all after that point. All right, and of course, Lieutenant Governor Josh Green will be updating us on every step of the way. We thank you once again for joining us and answering the viewer questions. And that was your morning news. Make sure to tune in right back here tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. It's everything you need to know with KHON to go.